Hey, hey, Clay Lowe here, a.k.a. Soul Cruiser, and this is the Wisdom Experience Podcast. To be more accurate, this is the reboot of the reboot of the Wisdom Experience Podcast. It's been lingering around in the background for a while now, and I've just been eyeing it up and thinking, you know, I really want to bring that back in terms of having the conversations with people, philosophical conversations, exploring ideas, exploring questions that are in my mind or in other people's minds and just expanding minds, my mind, other minds, <laughs> all the minds expanding. Um, and now seems to be about the right time to do the reboot. I've been re-engaging with... Um, Socrates and Rousseau and Thoreau and folks like that who practiced a very natural philosophy. In fact, Socrates' name, which I've been borrowing, his nickname was the Barefoot Philosopher, the guy who brought philosophy out of the clouds and back to the people. Now, of course, and I keep saying this, um, yeah, I'm no Socrates in that instance in terms of my intellectual capacity, but my love of philosophy, my love of wisdom is super strong, and I feel very passionately about that, about um, oh, yeah, about philosophy. Uh, and I know that philosophy has always played a part in my life, uh, probably since I was about... 12, 13, used to read a lot of science fiction, um, fantasy, heroic fantasy novels, and, and that always brought up ideas, things about questioning things, about why things are, and um, how society is. I remember reading Starship Troopers and thinking about, um, or just the fact of, you know, make me question citizenship and and things like that. So I always had a very philosophical mind. I mean, my friends used to discuss these kinds of of things. And philosophy has always been in the background for me. It's always played a part in the background. But now I want to bring it to the foreground and have it play a more prominent role in the work that I do. Mainly my personal development, personal growth, coaching work that I do there. I want to bring philosophy into the forefront. Because I think when you marry those two things up, um, there's a powerful combination that can be had there in terms of a sort of a, a true authentic transformation or, or moving to something that's more meaningful and purposeful and bring a greater sense of joy from an inward perspective versus the outer transactional um, part of the game. So the reboot's happening, and it couldn't have come at a better time because I was on my way into Limington Spa today to meet Zoe Greenhalf. And for those of you who follow the coach's notes or and or follow me on social media, you know that I was on her podcast uh, a few weeks back and she's over from Italy visiting her folks so 
I thought what an opportune time to, well, one, just to get to meet her in real life because we met online. And uh, as I was heading that way, I thought, you know what, actually, actually, if you know, we're getting together, let me bring my minimalist recording equipment. So I bought my stripped down field gear. And I was like, we're going to record a podcast. We're going to report a re- record a park podcast in the um, vein and style of my Havana Cafe's podcast, where you know you're just there and you're in, you're in the cafe and you're doing your thing, um, in and amongst you know the people moving around, the glasses clinking, <laughs> all that good stuff. You know, just back to that idea of bringing philosophy back down out of the clouds and back to the people. And there was a bonus on this one because we were going to do the podcast in the uh, cafe, but they had music playing and all that kind of jazz. So we ended up recording this episode under a tree out in the rain. It wasn't raining like cats and dogs, but, you know, we were getting wet a little bit, spitted on. (laughs) But it was cool. It was cool to be standing in a field underneath a tree recording a podcast, standing up, no less. (laughs) So it was awesome. It was awesome to get to explore the philosophy behind the mischief movement, uh, which is what Zoe is about. So we were exploring mischief and what does that mean and how does she apply this concept of mischief to making her life and other people's lives better so without further ado we're gonna we're gonna join in medias res is that what they say in medias res i think i was talking about um how socrates was you know liked talking as opposed to writing things down or lecturing in the lecture hall so you're gonna join that conversation um underneath the tree in limington spa yeah, so he was um, very much into going to the markets, going to you know where people hung out at. So he didn't do the lecture hall. In fact, he never wrote anything down. He just thought philosophy was something to speak, talk, Share. converse. Mm-hmm. Share. It's yeah. about conversation. Yeah. It's how you philosophize, how you learn from sort of each other versus lecturing or writing books. So luckily a student, Plato and Aristotle, those guys wrote everything, <laughs> wrote the stuff down. Otherwise we wouldn't know where. So I'm doing all this talking. We've heard Zoe giggle. <laughs> I do a, a lot of bit. that. I do a lot of that. But introduce yourself. Oh, okay. I'm Zoe. I am the founder of the Mischief Movement. And at the moment, that looks like a podcast. And in the future, it's going to look like helping people live a more fun life by leaning into the things that really light them up mm-hmm. and often by disrupting the status quo slightly. So there is this kind of disruptive element. I like your little hesitation. We have to unpick this <laughs> because we were walking in and you were like, I like the rules, following the rules. And you just threw in disrupt slightly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. My, what do I need to do to push you over the edge so you disrupt completely, not slightly? <laughs> or is the, is the rule? Yeah. So we were talking yeah. earlier and I was just saying how for the longest time I was quite the rule follower. And now I'm in my early 40s. 
I don't accept the rules anymore. And I'm quite keen to help other people push out of this idea of we must conform. For me, that looks like um, this idea of working a nine to five that maybe makes us a bit miserable and try to squeeze in the things we love. I'm much more interested in creating a whole lifestyle around the things that we enjoy. Um, but yeah, I'm not advocating total anarchy. And that's no, where, the, you that's, need where to. The, no. that's where the hesitation <laughs> comes from. I want to disrupt things, but I'm not talking anarchy. It's got to be fun. I it's want anarchy. Fun. <laughs> anarchy all the way. I stopped short of being a nihilist, but anarchy, yes. No rules, just, you know, hey, let's just go crazy. <laughs> so I'm a, I want anarchy, people. <laughs> but we'll taper it off. Yeah, go on. Because I'm... I'm so, um, well, one, I've been looking forward to actually seeing you in person. So we met online yeah. through a mutual friend. Dave said, oh, I think you should be on Zoe's podcast. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm all for this. So I had to listen to the Mischief Movement podcast and thought, yeah, um, that sounds kind of right up my street. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and then when I saw, and this is the wonderful thing about um, social media, that you were going to be actually in the UK and yeah. you're just around that far in Kenilworth, didn't you? Um, that we had to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, and then I thought, well, we're going to catch up. Originally, we were just going to have a coffee, but I thought, <laughs> since I've had this blast of inspiration about, um, you know, bringing philosophy back out into the streets, yeah. I'm going to a cafe. Literally. Literally. We're, we're out in <laughs> we're the streets out, today. We're out in the streets, absolutely. Oh, yeah, just describe where we're at, where we're doing this podcast. Yeah, so we're currently standing under an enormous tree in Leamington in a lovely green space right outside the pump rooms it's raining typically this is our British summer isn't it oh man crazy but we are mischief makers and we don't need a podcast studio so exactly in fact we we could have gone to Mill Street and rented their studio out for 50 quid and had a proper you know set up and sound nah, and all of that but now nah. and this is this is perfect for me because this is exactly the space to move back that I want to move back into. So I used to do a podcast called Havana Cafe Sessions that I ran with Sarah Hunt. And we did it once a week. And we had the, they, the and they were gracious about this. The, the owners let us use their bottom floor because no one really goes down there during the day. Mm. I mean, they do have tables and stuff, but no one uses it. And they just let us do it. They turned the music off for us downstairs and let us just use their place as a, our podcast, our pop-up podcast studio. I love that. It's kind of, it's more real though, isn't it? Yeah. And it was, because one of the things I love about podcasting and, and way I've described um, internet radio and podcasting is it's the 21st century equivalent of the campfire. Mm, you know, you get yeah. together, we share some stories, we talk about things, we kind of you know, you have a question about life or what have you, let's kind of explore that and unpack that like we would have done back in the days. You know, yeah. you come around the campfire, you've been out on your adventures, doing your thing, um, but when we come around the campfire, time to sh share stories, time to give advice, time to, you know, all of that sort of stuff around the campfire. So that's what I see podcasting as. Um, and I love the conversational podcast. Because, yeah. you know, you're, I think people used to describe it when we did the Havana Cafe sessions. It's, it's like they're sitting in the table next to us and they're just eavesdropping. 
Yeah. And that's the kind of feel that I want to go to. Yeah. Now, I didn't come here to talk about all of that, and you didn't come all the way from Italy for that <laughs> bit. Now, you have a, a podcast called Mischief Move, Movement, the Mischief Movement. So you're starting a movement, Mischief yeah. Movement, and yeah. you have a podcast that supports that. So the Mischief yeah. Movement Podcast. Yeah. And the question that I had for you as we were walking down is why mischief? <laughs> Which I said was a really good question. Um, Mischief is my favourite word. I think it's fun, it's cheeky, it allows you to be kind of cheeky and playful. That's what I love. It's not full-on anarchy. Much to my chagrin. <laughs> You're disappointed, I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's not full-on anarchy. I'm not telling everybody to go out there and start a riot. But I do think mischief combines so beautifully this idea of fun, but also being a bit disruptive and maybe breaking some rules and that's what it's about you know the whole idea behind the movement is just encouraging people to not conform to a, an idea that's been kind of um, put on them by society this is the way you should live your life it's about exploring different ways and making life work for you and making it fun and enjoyable and that probably will involve change it will involve being a bit disruptive in your own life if not you know touching other people at the same time and it will involve not conforming so I'm just here to encourage that and through my podcast I'm meeting all kinds of people doing just the same thing yourself included um, and yeah creating a lifestyle where the emphasis is more on fun and less on the mundane stuff the so, mundane stuff so yeah. what what kind of led you to this podcast at this point to this mission what's, what's, what's been the journey that you just wake up one morning and say no I'll start a podcast I'm going to call it mischief oh god how long movement. have you got <laughs> I'll, try and, so what, I'll try and keep it short yeah, what kind of what was going on that led you to want to wake people up to this idea of okay. you know hey let's get back in the, the business of of living and having fun and enjoying the things that that we do well I think like probably so many people your ideas tend to come from your own ex personal experiences. And um, when I became a mum and I was at home with a, with a little baby, I felt like personally I was kind of stagnating. Um, I didn't have a job. I didn't have an income. Yes, I was becoming a mum, but um, I felt like I needed something else. And what I discovered was that listening to podcasts... Um, while I was, I don't know, like looking after my baby and generally doing like house stuff um, was a really good way to, for me to feel like I was growing. Uh, I was learning stuff while I was still looking after my baby. And I just kind of got sucked into this world of personal growth and self-development through podcasting until one day I said, I think I'd really like to have my own podcast. Um, it's a medium that I really like. And it's so accessible. I mean, what, how many other things can you do while you're doing something else? I can listen to a podcast in a car. I can listen to a podcast while I'm hanging out the washing and doing really boring things. And then they become fun times for me to learn. Um, but it did take me a really long time to get my idea off the ground because uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about. I wasn't sure who I wanted to talk to. I wasn't sure whether I could actually do the thing. I mean... You know, 
you don't wake up well I don't think you wake up one day and go I'm just going to start it's a bit like well how do I start how do I even begin something like this and so it took me a few years actually I'm almost embarrassed to say it because I had this idea and I wanted to do it and I just kept talking myself out of it until finally last year so 2022 I just got sick of talking about it and not doing it and that's when I said right it's now or never I'm going to do this thing and um I started contacting people to interview them towards the end of last year. And then I launched in January and haven't looked back because it's so much fun. I haven't looked back. <laughs> and so if you were thinking about um, like the type of guests that you have had, because you're into like episode number 23 or somewhere. Something like that, 20s. yeah. What's been, and I know the, you know, the idea of the, the mischief aspect ties them together but what 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 if you were pulling out sort of three things that could maybe tie all those stories together would there be some commonality between folks yeah i think so it's um people who are living life on their terms so quite often that means by by doing the things that they really enjoy um and they're they're not conforming to this standard idea of sort of a nine to five um where they feel unhappy and they're giving back in some way as well Mm. um quite often they they're using their passions to then um you know make a positive impact in the world yeah how do you think we got here in terms of conforming in terms of living this nine to five existence in terms of just letting our passions kind of die how do we end up in a space like that uh i guess it's just ingrained into us on a sort of cultural level um just things you absorb along the way in life i guess um going through the education system and i don't know i mean i guess a lot of it depends on your upbringing as well. I was always encouraged to do lots of things, to try lots of things. Mm. Um, one of the biggest factors for me was where I found myself in terms of the people I was surrounding myself with. And when I said that um, I sort of got into this podcasting idea when I become a new mum, I felt very isolated. And the people around me um, were... I don't want to say narrow-minded, but they maybe thought about life in a different way to me. And that made a massive impact on me because I didn't realise how much I was shrinking my own ideas Mm. to fit in around theirs. And that's only something that really dawned on me afterwards. And I can kind of look back in hindsight and say, okay, that was part of the issue. Um, You know, I'm a big believer in, in... surrounding yourself with like-minded people that are kind of going to lift you up as you lift them up and I wasn't doing that for myself yeah they say you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with exactly exactly yeah so you think it was the you know being surrounded in that group it was something about just conforming like wanting to fit in with that group so you kind of shrunk yourself down a bit a lot of it was subconscious I didn't realize it was happening um and I think that's probably true of many people. You, you don't necessarily realise something. To me, for me, it happened so slowly. I didn't really notice. Um, you know, my situation is that I moved to another country 
I live in Italy and I live in a very small town and um, when I moved there I was very much big dreams I can do anything I want to do I'm already doing it my dream was to move to Italy and I've made it happen and after living there for many years I wasn't until I started doing some of the self-development work that I realized this idea of who you're surrounding yourself with and I was like actually my ideas used to be this why are they not like this anymore and then when I started really looking at the conversations I was having with the people I'm closest to I could kind of see it because you know it's the small stuff they were sweating the small stuff they weren't allowing themselves to to think any bigger than that and it was almost like by having their own limitations, I was just absorbing them myself and applying mm. them to myself. Um, but as so often happens, I think in personal growth, once you see things, you can't unsee can't them unsee again. Them. And so, you know, I'm I'm so aware of it now. I'm yeah. I'm really aware of it's it. It's a tough gig though because we're a, a herd animal by nature. So yeah. you want to fit in with the people around you. You want to be a part of the. The tribe. Especially when you move somewhere that you don't know Yeah, people. yeah even more so then, because then it's like, ooh, who's like, you know, so, yeah. you know, we, there's almost an uh, innate the thing for us to want to gravitate towards the herd and be a part of the herd to fit in. Yeah. Um, and I think it takes a lot of courage to step away from the herd, to, you know, be you really, regardless of what people might think about it or you know if they're going to judge you because yeah. they're going to judge you anyway yeah. but it's but it is i'm not saying it's not easy is it it's like you you we want to fit in we don't want to step out of the line i've i've probably been and i say probably i have been a non-conformist for for <laughs> good bit of my life um and yet you were in the military how did you everyone how asked did you manage that, that? <laughs> everyone asked that question i want to say how did you <laughs> even when i you know we spend some time together in my personality they just can't imagine me in the military and then um people were asked that same question how did you survive in a in a in an organization that's all about conformity yeah um and, and it's probably the same as how I got through high school without being a part of a clique, is that I never really considered, while I was in it, I was never a part of. As in, I'm there and I'm fully engaged and involved, but I have a strong sense of self. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm an island in my head here. So when things are going on around me, I'm okay with those things happen. I'm okay with... Um, not feeling like the need to conform, to be one of the group, to be in the clique. In high school, I never belonged to a, a clique, so I was friends with the jocks, the geeks, the nerds, <laughs> you know, the, um, some of the cool people. Um, I Yeah, I just floated between the pockets. I was never, I was amongst them. But not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same with you know the military. You know, maintaining a sense of self, I think, was was a part of that. And, and it bothered some people. I mean, if you look at all my evals, and yeah. inevitably you'll come across something that says he's too laid back. <laughs> and in fact, I remember having the commander saying, "He's like, when you come into a room, you have this presence. Sometimes you're just like." And there's this big present. But then there's other times where you're like, 
you know, you're so laid back that it almost feels like you're moving backwards. You know what I mean? Whereas, um, and I just never felt the need that I needed to be there. You know, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was just. And I, I know it comes from, I think hey, my, my mom kind of raised me to be an independent person. She was like, hey, you can't depend on anybody, yeah. not even me. So you need to be self-sufficient. So that whole idea of self-sufficiency, um, independence was kind of how I was raised. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> that's why I haven't conformed as much. And you have to, to get along. Um, like you're, the anarchy, I just, if I could have my way, this would be one anarchic world. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Yeah, I love it. Because I just look around and I think of a lot of things that people do, they do because they're protected by the rules. Like you'll be rude to someone because the rules say you'll get in trouble if I slap you in the head for being rude. If you didn't have that protection, and you would think twice about me. I feel like you need a new podcast show that's called The Horizontal Anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a laid-back anarchist. Like, oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, mischievous. And I think I asked you this question. If you were thinking of a model of mischief, a fictional character or a live character, who would fit that archetypical mischief When you put me on the spot... It's hard for me to think, but the one I typically go to is um, someone like Richard Branson and the way he's built Virgin, the Virgin brand, because they take something that might be traditionally um, not in a great space or yeah. a bit sort of antiquated and they shake it up and they do things on their terms. And I love it because anything you buy into with the virgin name on you have a certain level of expectation about what that experience is going to be like and i think as a brand that's the way they operate they want to create this kind of experience that's fun mm. and that's non-conformist and that's a bit cheeky and a bit playful um which for someone like me is just the top you know um the way he says things like screw it let's do it yeah. and and asking for forgiveness is easier than asking for permission are things that, you know, spring to mind when I'm doing things myself. Um, so, yeah, he's probably one of the most obvious ones. I think of someone like Pan, yeah. the little Piper mythological uh, creature. I think of someone like that as a... Definitely cheeky and playful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always causing some kind of trouble somewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I like that, yeah. Um, I can hang with that. You know what? I used to, um, because all my friends used to get in trouble, but I never got in trouble. And I used to hate it because the teachers didn't think that I would. They just, I was, you used to hate it? You used to hate it or they did? They, they hated oh, it because did. I didn't get in trouble. Everybody around who was involved would get in trouble, but not me. Because the teachers thought I was studious and, you know, a courteous guy. I love that. But, um, so we'd be doing stuff and they'd be like, Clark! <laughs> and it's always everyone else but not me. And they didn't realize that I was the ringleader <laughs> behind the mischief. Um, That's the best position to be in. You're orchestrating and you're taking part, yeah. but... <laughs> Pushing people over the edge but and then still... step back. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I like, I, I do like that. I don't like the lime, lime light bit. So, yeah, I do yeah. like, you know, playing around in the backgrounds and being free to move 
So how does mischief inform your day? How do you make sure that you build a bit of mischief in every day? That's a good question. I think the easiest way to reply is it means that I'm putting fun at the top of the list and not at the bottom. Um, so I'm making sure that at some point in my day, I'm doing something that I find really fun. Um, it's also things like questioning some of the rules. Um, you know, I'll give you a really like mundane example, but you know, if my kids come to me and we're like, well, can I have some cereal for lunch or something? I'm like, yes, you can. Whereas I know that my parents might be like, well, no cereal. You just ate cereal for breakfast. You can't have it. Well, why not? You know, mm. does it really matter? Does it really matter at the end of the day? Um, so it could be something really mundane like that, something really just um, small. Or it could be, okay, I know that I've been operating as mom for the last three days and I really need to take some time for myself. What am I going to do that's really fun? Um, and it might be meeting up with a friend. It might be going for coffee with someone, really connecting with somebody new. Um, I might be doing something towards my podcast, which for me is just like really fun. Um, so yeah, it's it's taking situations that you know it's just daily life and going. I don't want fun to be at the bottom of the list. Yeah. I want it to be near, much nearer the top, if not the first thing. And I'm trying to bring that. I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm trying to be more um, aware of it. Uh, and. I have a way that can help you. Have Go you on. ever read The Dice Man? No, but I have uh, it on my bookshelf. It's not terrible. <laughs> I well, have no, it, but I no, haven't read well, it. Well, yeah. read it. Now, but don't, I mean, he goes to, you know, another extreme. Um, but the concept, and I've done this and try this, and you try today, in fact. Get yourself a, I will. Uh, a die, yeah. six high, um, and let the dice make all your decisions. So if you find yourself make, having to make a decision, you write down six things. Yeah. One of them has to be something you would not normally do. Ooh, I like and it. And you have to, once you cast a die, you have to go by whatever the decision that came out. It's so fun. You should definitely try it today if you get a chance to. And anybody uh, listen, listening to this when it goes out, grab a, a six-side die um, and then, yeah, whenever you have to make a decision, let the dice make the decision. Because the idea that. is that all our life is half chance anyway. So, yeah. you know, let the let the dice do it. And it's cool because you just write down, yeah, six things, as I said, and the one thing has to be something that you wouldn't, that would push you way out of your comfort okay. zone. So okay. that gives, that puts the stakes up nicely because you think, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want number four. <laughs> um, and then four comes up and you have to do it. Um, well, that's good though, because, you know, that little bit of discomfort is, is good yeah. for us. Well, you can it? add more. It's I just said one, one at no, least one. No, one's enough <laughs> <laughs> to start with. <laughs> you could put two or three in there. Yeah, if what you do like. you have on yours? What do I have on it? Yeah. It depends on whatever the decision is. We could, did I have a, I got a dice on me now. We could do it on our way back. We could decide on something that we want to do and then we'll roll the dice and let them sort of decide. But yeah, anything, anything, anything where you have to make a choice, let the dice decide mm. um, and try. I did it for, I mean, see how long you go. I did it for like a day, you know, like to do it in a day. So every decision from 
getting up, you know, do I get up at six, seven, or do I stay in the bed till, you know, noon? <laughs> and then see what happens. So every decision you make that day, let the dice. Was it fun? Yeah, absolutely. Because, well, just as you say, it's like, one, you do things, um, what, there's a couple of things. One, you do things potentially that you wouldn't have done. It breaks you out of doing maybe habitual things. Because yeah. I was going to mention this idea of, you know, we have these habits, and I think I talked about this the other day. I've certainly written about written about it in the past, where we have habits of thinking, habits of beliefs, habits of per, uh, perceptions, habits of emotions. So we're we're like a bundle of habits. Yeah. You know, you get up in the morning, you probably get up around the same time. When you're putting your trousers on, you probably put the same foot in first, whether it's the left or the right. You probably wear your watch on the same side. Um, and there's this concept called um, the craft of the warrior. And what he says is that you've got to, those things are power sinks. Mm. So they take away your power, your power to cho of cho choice. Yeah, because you're not really thinking about it. No, you've just sunk them all into these habits that you don't even think about. You don't even know why you do it yeah. in that way anymore. You just let the habit and the ritual just kind of takes you away. So it kind of, it breaks you out of that adds that element of, ooh, <laughs> if I get that one, that's going to be an Surprise. interesting outcome. Yes, <laughs> that's going to be a really interesting outcome if that one comes up. So you sometimes find yourself sweating the role because you're like, I really don't want to do that. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so it's a, it's a definite way to liven up a day. You probably, well, if you want, well, I'm going to say you probably want to do it on a day you know you're not having to do anything important. <laughs> so... Um, which is why we'll do it on the weekends. Cause, you know. should run, we should run this as a challenge to do it for like so many days. Oh, wow, that'd be <laughs> crazy. If we did it for, even just uh, doing it for a whole week, that would be... Who knows what, yeah. <laughs> who knows what mischief you get into. Yeah, well, exactly. Who knows what mischief you'd be getting into. But also you'd have, you'd have some neat discoveries as well and to do some things that you wouldn't have yeah, of course. Normally done as well. So, yeah, that's a real good way to let fate, chance, introduce some mischief into your life. Um, it's that element of surprise, it. isn't it? It's, yeah. you know, it's uncomfortable, but it's also kind of exciting because yeah. you just don't know. You just don't know where it's going to happen. So, yeah, that's a, a way. Um, I'm wondering if you have kind of, because uh, you mentioned fun. And you've mentioned disruption a couple of times. So talk mm. some more about the disruption. But I get the fun. So yeah, fun. <laughs> Zoe's fun. She wants to have some fun. I want to have some fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, talk to me a little bit more about the disruption piece. Yeah, and, I mean, I was yeah. thinking about that when you were talking about rolling the die. Disruption can be something on a, on a big level. You know, we could be talking career pivots and things. Mm. But it could also be something as small as just trying to break that one habit. And, you know, I also think that the small changes are often the, the big changes in the long term. So even trying to break a small habit of instead of getting up at seven, I'm going to get up at six and again one hour a day to do whatever I want. That's also disruption. You know, that's disrupting what you've maybe been doing for the past 20 or 30 years by introducing something different. And that's what it could be. It doesn't have to be, I don't like my career, I'm going to jack it in. and Just going to um, blow it all up. Yeah, just going to blow up my whole <laughs> life and, uh, and go off in a different direction. It could be, mm. you know. 
but it could also just be I'm going to shake up that one routine that I've fallen into um, introduce something different to eat it could be introducing um, I don't know more time spent with a person that you really like spending time with that perhaps you suddenly realise you haven't seen for a really long time it's really small things but over a period of time they just they do add up and that can massively improve the quality of your life and so you know you just end up you just end up having more fun because you're making the time to do more of the things that you really enjoy yeah no i like that as you were saying that i was thinking oh disruption i'll just knock someone's chair underneath them <laughs> of course <laughs> you were. that's the inner anarchist in you <laughs> uh, so yeah yeah um <laughs> If you were going to give people sort of three tenets or three things to think about or consider if they want to, you know, add a little, or join the mischief movement or add a little bit more mischief <laughs> in their life, what three pieces of advice or thoughts or that you would give to them? I think number one has got to be looking at the things that you do enjoy not necessarily the things that you're doing right now but what are the things that you that bring you joy and bring you fun are you doing enough of them and if not why not you know you have to be a little bit analytical about it, it does sound a bit um counterintuitive because when you talk about fun you'll maybe don't want to have to strategize it but fun is serious business well it it is, I think, if you want to make the time to do it. And for many people, that is the number one excuse. It's mm. like, I don't have the money or I don't have the time. And so, you know, it's about carving out that time, I think. Um, but that also requires you to have a look at what are the things that really light me up and make mm. me feel alive. That's a place that I come from. I found myself in a situation where many of the things that I did really enjoy I wasn't able to do because I was a new mum mm. and I was at home and I didn't have the finances and I didn't have the time and I certainly didn't have the energy um, um, I think another big factor is who you're spending time with that was a, a major factor for me um, and that's uncomfortable sometimes because it might mean spending less time um, with certain people but then you're, you're going to be spending more time with people hopefully that do light you up and, and, and are fun to be around, you know. Um, and I guess the third thing, I would I would recommend a book that helped me massively, which was called The Power of Fun by Catherine Price. And she literally runs through this thing called a fun audit mm. where um, you do kind of look at what you enjoy, um, the people you're most likely to enjoy hanging out with, and you basically try and incorporate more of those um, and eliminate more of the things that you don't enjoy so you can achieve a better sort of life balance, really. Nice. Yeah. The life balance. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I like that's it. the dream. I always um, find the whole concept of work-life balance quite an odd thing. It is an odd thing, isn't it? Because yeah. you're never probably going to get that sense of everything's all balanced out. Well, I'm working Perfectly. towards, well, my one thing that I work towards is that my work and my play are one and the same. Therefore, it's all in balance because yeah. I'm always working, playing. Leave yeah. There's a great quote with that, leave others to sort it out, whether I'm working or playing or not. For me, I'm always doing both. 
Um, that's the that's dream, I think. Yeah, that's the yeah. way to go. Absolutely. All right, so where can people find you online? You hang out a lot on Instagram. Yes, I'm a big Instagram You're user. Instagram chick. You yeah, love it. Yeah. You even do DMs. I don't. I didn't never used to use the DMs that much, um, but now because of you, I've been using them. So oh more. wow! There yeah. you go. See, I've disrupted your habits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can also leave voice notes there as well. So if anybody wants to leave me a voice note in um, in Instagram DMs, that's probably the best way to get hold of me. Right. Um, what's, the, what's your handle on Instagram? It's mischief and hide. Mischief and hide. Yes. Uh, hide mischief as in the tanning in hide that you do with the leather stuff. H I D E. Yeah. yeah. Because I was uh, I was making a lot of leather accessories. Yeah. And that's where that names come from. Um, yeah, mischief and hide. Okay. So that's the main place they can go to find you. You have links to the podcast from there. And, and to your website and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. you can also and, find me online for my name, Zoe Greenhalf. Um, and I'm just now working on the mischiefmovement.com oh, website. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, new, it's a new thing. So. Do you have a manifesto yet? Not yet, All but right. it's underway. It's That's in underway, progress. The yeah, the mischief manifesto. manifesto. So good. Mischief <laughs> manifesto. I like it. So everybody keep an eye out for that and be looking for the mischief um, manifesto. And, and then just go out and make some mischief. Make some clay kind of mischief. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful if you're going to go down the clay route. <laughs> yeah. Real clay mischief if you want to get some mischief. But yes. Um, okay. Well, thanks anyway for um, agreeing to do this. I know this wasn't on the plan, but I was being mischievous. I was like, you know what? We're going to go and we're going to hang out. Love that. In my old in, This is haunt. enforced mischief. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be hanging out in my old place. I'm talking about doing all this barefoot philosophy thing. And so here we are. We're under the gazebo now um, in the middle of the pump room gardens thing. Uh, and I think this is a nice location to do a podcast. Absolutely. So we get to hear the horns beating and sirens going by and <laughs> People just well, so came before, up with here. Just keeping it real, like me. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so it's just the life bit. So great. So now we are going to do some dicing. Yeah. And I'll let people know how that turned out in the show notes. <laughs> I'll keep you updated. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep you up to date on that. But again, thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me.